Not that you need one, but I have yet another, in fact, maybe one of the most important reasons for you to hate digital IDs. And we will talk about that coming up in just a minute. Biden says, you and I are all extremists. Oh yeah, that's a new ad from the Biden campaign, first one of 2024. And the epidemic, the sad, epidemic of abandoned pets. Not a story I want to do, but an important one to cover. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Happy Friday. Yes, it's Friday. We made it. We are here. We are live on Rumble across the planet. And if you are a member of Rumble, which is free, you just sign up for an account. Then you can take part in our live chat, which we keep an eye on throughout the show. You can also follow the show. Just hit that follow button down there and you're good to go. And we really appreciate that. It does help the show a lot. So thank you for that. Also coming up, we will, of course, continue on with our book, Treasure Island. Right now, though, let me just take a minute to tell you about one of our great sponsors. And that would be Blackout Coffee. Yes, this is them. Blackout coffee, folks. That brown water liberal crap you've been drinking is exactly that. Junk. Get rid of it. <clears throat> Make a New Year's resolution that you're going to put some good coffee in your life from a company that supports American values, family, honesty, integrity. They are all about it. They are awake, not woke. Blackout coffee there is, by the way, if you go to the website, use the link in our show notes, a new investment opportunity. So if you want to really jump into this company, which is growing in leaps and bounds, they give you a chance to do that. Blackout Coffee is 100% committed to two things, conservative values and making a great cup of coffee. From sourcing the beans with local co-ops and American farmers to the roasting process, a small batch process, which means when you order, they only roast your beans after you order, 24 to 48 hours later. Then they ship them out to you and you've got a bag of the freshest roasted beans you can get. And it, believe me, it makes all the difference in the world when you have fresh roasted beans. They are dedicated to you. They are dedicated to this country and zero compromise on taste or quality. Do me a favor, just pick up a single bag if you like. Use the link in our show notes, grab yourself a bag and try it out. You will love it and you will be back. They've got all kinds of great blends over there. They've got uh, Pitch Black Espresso, Morning Reaper, Brutal Awakening. Here's the investment opportunity we were talking about. And uh, they also have coffee pods. They've got a bunch of flavored cocos, and they have uh, teas, also some really nice teas, flavored teas over there. Whatever it might be, use the link in our show notes. Grab yourself some blackout coffee. And if you are a first order person, first time you've ever ordered, we're taking care of you. You'll get some discounts anyway, but if you are the first time you've ordered, use our promo code J20, J-A-Y-20. That'll get you 20% 
off your first order, and that's a hell of a deal. 20% off your first order from Blackout Coffee with the promo code J20, J-A-Y-20. Blackout Coffee, we are so proud to have you guys as part of this show. Before we get into this whole digital ID thing, I just saw this. It was posted by Ashton Forbes. He's the uh, MH370 guy with the weird disappearance thing with the orbs. Anyway, this is weird, and I did see a lot of other footage of this thing. Reports are emerging that it, there was this huge event in Miami Kids, it wasn't kids fighting in a mall that led to not just dozens, but what looks like hundreds of Miami cop cars showing up at a mall a couple of days ago. There are witnesses who've been reporting eight to 10 foot shadow beings being shot at by people. Others fleeing, supposedly people went into fight or flight mode. And the reason it's a rather interesting story is the description of these aliens seems rather, can you remember the event uh, in Las Vegas with that family that reported these things in their backyard? Describe them exactly the same way. The weird part is you got a mall full of kids not little kids, you know, teenagers, 20-something. And there's not one person who took out their handphone and started recording in the day and age we live in, which is like everybody records everything. I'm not so sure I believe in shadow aliens, but uh, I don't think this is something we can just blindly dismiss. Take a look at this footage shot by some guy who was across the street from the mall. Now, he's speaking in Spanish. My Spanish is terrible. I've lost most of what I used to know. Look at the cop cars. Look at this. And they just keep... Look at that. All the, these are all cop cars, folks. And more coming. There you go. Now this, over here, this is the mall on this side. You can see more police arriving. Look at that. There's the mall. They've got to be 50, 60, 80 car, uh, cop cars there. For what? This is insane. This is nuts. Absolutely nuts. I have... That kind of response? For what? Eight to ten foot tall shadow aliens? and not a single other piece of footage has come out from inside the mall? That doesn't make any sense at all. At all. Weird. Very weird. Anyway, it's not in our show notes. You can look it up. Just put Miami shooting or... My, it's not a shooting, but Miami aliens, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. 
Weird, weird, weird. All right. Well, one thing that is not weird, it's frightening, is digital IDs. You know this show has been doing everything we can to convince you to get the hell in front of this, to get out in front of this before it becomes reality, and it's going to. Europe, already begun, Germany, Australia, other places. However, one of the angles about digital IDs, you know, whether they be able to track everything you do, they know everything you spend money on, they're just a nightmare in general. Here's an angle you may not have thought of. Reclaim the Net did. The digital ID rollout is becoming a hacker's dream. You think about it. Every piece of information about you, your address, your phone number, your contacts, your medical history, your driver's history, your license, your credit cards, your bank account, all held in this digital ID. Now what happens if the hackers get into your digital ID? Governments, corporations around the world, all yay rah rah gung ho about this bullshit digital ID crap. And they either have already implemented or are going to be implementing some form of digital ID. Well, ironically, the efforts which they try and sell to you as making your lives easier and more convenient. But all that personal data contained in your digital ID is just open season for hackers. Opponents been warning about serious privacy implications, but also argue against the claim that data security actually gets improved. It does not. It gets worse. I have to be careful because I can't say much, but a company that I know of was just involved in one of these malware ransomware things. And this company had some pretty damn good security. And that didn't matter to the hackers. They shot right through it. It takes nothing for these people. Opponents warning about these privacy implications. Apparently, they're right. According to a report by cybersecurity firms, after the hacker attacks happened around the Christmas holiday, something has now been dubbed leaksmas. Not only governments, but hackers as well love the idea of digital IDs. Huge amounts of personal information, all neatly gathered in one little place. And judging by what's been happening recently, in many instances, just sitting there, pretty much easily accessible to any hacker who wants to try and get through and steal it. And believe me, for them, it ain't that hard. Hackers have expressed this 
love of digital IDs. Their primary focus, re-security, said in its report. They claim this is a clear fact. It was able to discern it by analyzing data dumps once they started appearing on the dark web after the Christmas time digital smash and grabs. 50 million records containing personally identifiable information have surfaced on the dark web. 50 million. Are you in that group? Could be. The reason so many stolen data sets have made it to the black digital market all at once apparently seems to be technicalities relating to the time window during which most of it will be sellable. You know, we do our ad here for NordVPN. Yet another way you can protect yourself, use the link in our show notes, sign up for NordVPN. But there is a limited amount of time after they steal your information that it's hot, that it's sellable. According to reports, it's hard to overestimate how devastating it would be if the DNI ended up in the wrong hands. Sole ID document recognized by the authorities in Peru. They have digital ID in Peru now. A range of things absolutely essential to people's everyday lives. Judicial, administrative, commercial, civil transactions, all has to be done through a digital ID. After Peru, the most countries affected, the Philippines, then the US, France, and Vietnam. So before you go, oh, yay, rah, rah, gung-ho over the convenience and laughably safety of a digital ID, remember, it is nothing for these people to hack into your ID, sell your information. Think about it. Think about NordVPN, too, and get yourself a V. Don't go online without a VPN. That's not going to solve all the problem, but it'll solve, solve part of it. And at the moment, anything you can do to fight back against these, against these bastards, you've got to do it. You have to. You do not want to go through having to rehash all your information have somebody else out there identifying as you doing things in your name. That could wind up getting you arrested. The Gateway Pundit has a great article about that idiot bag of rotting flesh in the White House, otherwise known as Joe Biden, head of the Biden crime family. He has called millions of Americans, including you and me, extremists first campaign ad of 2024 right in your face first 
propaganda video. In it, Biden calls millions of Americans extremists with images of Trump supporters made to look bad. Biden arrogantly says, there's an extremist movement that does not share the basic beliefs of our democracy. I wonder how many takes they had to do before he actually said it straight. Who he's referring to, of course, is patriotic Americans like you and I, who love this country, love President Trump. He shows images of the January 6th event at Capitol, uh, Capitol and the Charlottesville march. Do we have that actual ad? Yes, we do. Here, give a look, listen. There's an extremist movement that does not share the basic beliefs in our democracy. All of us are being asked right now, what will we do to maintain our democracy? History's watching, the world is watching. Most important, our children and grandchildren will hold us responsible. The Vice President and I have supported voting rights since day one of this administration. And I ask every American to join me in this cause. Yeah, okay. And he fumbles his way through that too. And he was reading a script. That's the best take you guys had? Basically everything he's accusing us of doing in that video, he's been responsible for. Or members of his idiotic party, the Democrats. This is insane. There's a link to that Gateway Pundit uh, article in our show notes, so you can check it out yourself. There has been, sadly, yet another school shooting. I'm sure that you might not even have heard about it, because it's going to disappear just as fast as it appears. Why? Because the shooter is not a white man. Because the shooter in Perry, Iowa, who killed a sixth grader and shot five others, identified social media desperately, tries to erase any evidence of his identity. There's the freak now. Gateway Pundit reported multiple people shot by a crazed gunman in a small Iowa town on Thursday. Now, the suspect responsible for this evil act has been identified and social media is panicking. Dallas County Sheriff Adam Infante said during an interview press release, a press conference, at least three people were injured during the attack, Perry High School in Perry, Iowa, and that includes two students and an administrator. That number has since increased to six total victims, including four students. A sixth grader was killed in this attack. The shooter is dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. He went out exactly as he lived, a total coward. But because this was some trans guy, no doubt on some pharmaceuticals, does he have a manifesto? 
because we won't see that either, just like the Nashville one, the only manifesto we haven't seen within 48 hours of the event. Vivek Wamaswamy was talking about that earlier today. Why have we seen the manifesto from every, every other shooter that had one, usually within 48 hours of the event happening? Nashville? Nope, it had to get leaked before we could actually see it. This guy, no word yet, but you know what? This story is just going to disappear because he's not the right race. We live in an evil, evil world, my friends. Evil. Do not let them win. Here's somebody who is fighting back, and I love this lady. Ian Miles Chong posted this. Love you, Ian. This woman is getting backlash from the Alphabet Brigade on TikTok otherwise known as Chinese spyware, for calling them rainbow bullies. Well, she is dealing with it in perhaps the only way it really can be dealt with. There's some pretty tough language here, but it's worth it. Give a listen. I'm so excited that you said this. Okay, okay, okay. First of all, you just assumed my gender. Second of all, I don't give a fuck. Ugh, I know that probably bothers you, but the difference between us is that I don't base my emotional stability on the validation of strangers. I know, rough concept, huh? <laughs> and by the way, there's nothing wrong with me accurately defining a group of people as rainbow bullies when they are literally notorious for throwing temper tantrums and lashing out at people who think even minutely different from them. And by the way, I have personally been called things so much worse than a rainbow bully. So if that is gonna be the end all be all for your whittle feelings, then I think you need to go take a trip over to Super Weenie Hut Jr. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes god bless this woman she ain't putting up with it she doesn't care this is exactly the kind of fighting back in a fun cute sarcastic as hell style but that's where we need to be with this stuff just call them out for what they are you're idiots shut up and sit down Fight back. Draw that line. Tell them they're not crossing over it. Tell them you're not following their fantasy bullshit pronouns. Farmers in Germany have. Have you seen? No, you haven't seen this because once again, just like transgender mass shooter people, the main media will not show you these stories. In Germany, the farmers have won. They have brought Berlin to a standstill. The government has backed down on their net zero tax increase on their fuel. When you stand together against tyranny, It looks like this. Look at that. 
These are the farmers that virtually shut down Berlin, protesting against this ridiculous net zero garbage policies, including a fuel tax. And they said, nope, don't piss off the people who supply your food. Look at that. Good on you. Thousands and thousands driving trucks and tractors and farmers that just said, wow, look at that. They just said, enough. We're not doing it anymore. And you're not doing it to us anymore. Good on you. Good on you. Thank you, German farmers. Now, if the rest of y'all can grow a pair, we might actually get something accomplished. Folks, this next story, I didn't want to do it. You know my love of animals, our dear baby Miko, who's hanging out downstairs at the moment. Um, I have no love loss for people who abuse animals, for people who mistreat animals. This is an article from the Daily Caller. It's an editorial. But man, I'm telling you, the link is in our show notes. Share it out. Post-holiday pet surrenders. You know, there's always these ads, and they're so true. Do not get a puppy for Christmas because you think it's cute and make a great present. Well, yes, it is, and it does. But getting an animal is a lifetime commitment. You can't a week or two later just decide, ah, I don't want it anymore, it's not convenient. You need to think about this before you make that commitment, and it is a commitment. There is a huge surge nationally across America with post-holiday pet surrenders. And there's one thing to blame for this rather devastating, uh, devastating trend. Americans are surrendering their pets to shelters en masse. We are only, folks, five days into the new year. And already, reports at the start of the year have begun to show the sad fact. Americans from Tallahassee to Upper Michigan, Atlanta, Amarillo, surging to surrender their pets in 2024, according to a series of local area reports. It's getting so high that at least one animal shelter in Raleigh is no longer accepting owner surrenders so the staff can keep caring for genuine strays who need help. I cannot tell you how many people have moved from California, Illinois, everywhere, and then they can't find a place to rent because they can't keep their pet. So it's really frustrating, one of the shelter workers explaining to ABC 11, 
At the same thing, uh, same thing is happening across the country for absolutely no good reason. WTXL was told, we're seeing more animals come in than we've seen in the last three years. The timing of which suggests people are also abandoning their COVID-19 era pets. Rent goes up, pet deposits go up, people are running out of options. Unfortunately, the shelter is the last stop. Some have no choice. The writer here says, I understand surrendering a pet to a new family or someone who can care for them when you can't. I would never abandon my pets personally, but I know people who've been in extremely difficult circumstances and had no other options. What I cannot fathom is how anyone with a soul could give up a pet simply because they can't be bothered to find an apartment that allows pets, even if there's a deposit. I guarantee half the people who gave up their pets because of fees wouldn't have done so if the $150 to $500 deposits were broken down into tiny monthly payments. But people are mostly stupid, so probably didn't realize maybe they didn't deserve pets in the first place. And since pets are such a normal and huge part of our lives, it is time for apartments to start catering. Pet fees need to be controlled, included in the rent on a monthly basis, which would make it a lot smaller if you had a year or two-year lease for a rent. These animals are being given up across the country. As people move, people can't find apartments. People who got a puppy for Christmas and realized it was too much to handle. These are the kind of things you need to think about before you make that commitment because it is a lifelong commitment. And if you can't make that commitment, you shouldn't have a pet. Our little Miko is four years old now. So she's got another good 10, 12, 15 years. We hope. Hope I'm around to see all of them. She is one of the loves of my life. I, it's I, it's just it is impossible for me to even imagine life without her. Nothing, nothing would ever get in my way, even if I had to pay some ridiculous absorbent pet fee to keep her. Because I made the commitment, and I will never give that up. Do you know that Chinese New Year, which isn't a big thing in America unless you're living in Chinatown, but uh, it's less than a month away. And this coming year, every, anim every year has a different animal associated according to the Chinese zodiac. Not only that, but each animal has its own element 
There's wood and metal and stone, I think, and water. Anyway, this is the year of the dragon. Yep, the year of the wood dragon is approaching. And you can prepare, according to Chinese beliefs, for growth and advancement. Check it out. Just a little preview of what your year ahead might be if you believe in this kind of stuff. February 10th, so just slightly more than a month away. The Lunar New Year will herald the end of the year of the Water Rabbit and the beginning of the year of the Wood Dragon, a being of natural perfection. The dragon symbolizes so much in Chinese mythology and astrology, it's believed to be the single most important creature. And as such, the year of the dragon is huge in symbolism and hope. Now there's a 12 year cycle, and this is the year of the dragon, and the element for this dragon is the wood element. And the influence of both creates a year full of promise Confidence, determination, imagination of the dragon pairs with the growth and flexibility of the wood element. So basically, the bottom line is this year should be really good for you. Now, you can mark the show and come back with me next January and say, Jay, you are so full of crap. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, the year of the wood dragon beginning February 10th. It is a huge celebration here. It's a lot of fun, actually. All right. You ready? Book time. Yeah, we, uh, we read books on our show. You know that if you've been a regular viewer. And uh, we read classic children's literature. We've done uh, The Wizard of Oz, Jungle Book, White Fang... Peter Pan, so many good books. We read them a little bit of a chapter at a time, chronologically, going from beginning to end. Then when we get to the end, we'll start another one. Right now, we are doing Treasure Island, which really is one of the all-time classic, classic children's books. It was first published back in 1882 by Robert Louis Stevenson. And by the way, there is a fantastic documentary on Robert Louis Stevenson in our show notes. You'll see it uh, at the bottom of our list of today's topics. And uh, it says Robert Louis Treasure Island, something like that. Anyway, if you want, watch that. Great background. Tell you all about it. In fact, from this doco, they believe that it's possible that Treasure Island was partly an autobiography of Robert Louis Stevenson's life. Interesting. I, the battle has begun. They've gotten through the first round, and now we continue on with part five, my sea adventure. This is chapter 22, called How My Sea Adventure Began. There was no return of the mutineers, not so much as another shot out of the woods. They'd got their rations for that day, as the captain put it. 
We had the place to ourselves and a quiet time to overhaul the wounded and get dinner. Squire and I cooked outside in spite of the danger, and even outside we could hardly tell what we were at, for the horror of the loud groans that reach us from the doctor's patients. Out of the eight men who'd fallen in the action, only three still breathed. That one of the pirates who'd been shot at the loophole, Hunter, Captain Smollett, and of these, the first two were as good as dead. The mutineer indeed died under the doctor's knife, and Hunter, do what we could, never recovered consciousness in this world. He lingered all day, breathing loudly, like the old buccaneer at home in his apoplectic fit. But the bones of his chest had been crushed by the blow, and his skull fractured and falling. Sometime in the following night, without sight or sound, he went to his maker. As for the captain, his wounds were grievous indeed, but not dangerous. No organ was fatally injured. Anderson's ball, for it was Job that had shot him first, had broken his shoulder blade, touched the lung, not badly. The second had only torn and displaced some muscles in the calf. He was sure to recover, the doctor said, but in the meantime, and for weeks to come, he must not walk nor move his arm, nor as much as speak when he could help it. My own accidental cut across the knuckles was a flea bite. Dr. Livesey patched it up with a plaster and pulled my ears for me into the bargain. After dinner, the squire and the doctors sat by the captain's table a while in consultation, and when they'd talked to their heart's content, it being then a little past noon, the doctor took up his hat, pistols, girt on a cutlass, put the chart in his pocket, and with a musket over his shoulder, crossed the palisade on the north side and set off briskly through the trees. Well, Gray and I were sitting together at the far end of the blockhouse to be out of earshot of the officers, consulting, and Gray took his pipe out of his mouth and fairly forgot to put it back in again, so thunderstruck he was at the occurrence. Why, in the name of Davy Jones, said he, is Dr. Livesey mad? Why, no, says I. He's about the last of this crew for that, I take it. Well, shipmate, said Gray, mad he may not be, but if he's not, mark my words, I am. I take it, replied I. The doctor has his idea, and if I'm right... He's going now to see Ben Gunn. I was right, as later appeared, but in the meantime, the house being stifling hot and the little patch of sand inside the palisade ablaze with the midday sun, I began to get another thought into my head, which was not by any means so right. What I began to do was to envy the doctor, walking in the cool shadow of the woods, birds about him, the pleasant smell of the pines, while I sat grilling with my clothes stuck to the hot resin, 
so much blood about me and so many poor dead bodies lying all around, I took disgust of that place that was almost as strong as fear. All the time, I was washing out the blockhouse and washing up the things from dinner. This disgust and envy kept growing stronger and stronger till at last, being near a bread bag and no one then observing me, I took the first step towards my escapade, filled both my pockets in the coat with biscuit. I was a fool, if you like, and certainly I was going to do a foolish, overbold act. But I was determined to do it with all the precautions in my power. These biscuits, should anything befall me, would keep me at least from starving till far on in the next day. The next thing I laid hold of was a brace of pistols, and as I already had a powder horn and bullets, I felt myself well supplied with arms. As for the scheme I had in my head, it wasn't a bad one in itself. It was to go down the sandy spit that divides the anchorage on the east from the open sea, find the white rock I'd observed last evening, and ascertain whether it was there or not that Ben Gunn had hidden his boat, a thing quite worth doing, as I still believe. But as I was certain I should not be allowed to leave the enclosure, my only plan was to take French leave, slip out when nobody was watching, and that was so bad a way of doing it as made the thing itself wrong. But I was only a boy, and I'd made up my mind. Well, as things at last fell out, I found an admirable opportunity. The squire and Gray were busy helping the captain with his bandages. The coast was clear, and I made a bolt for it, over the stockade and into the thickest of trees. Before my absence was observed, I was out of the cry of my companions. This was my second folly, far worse than the first, as I left but two sound men to guard the house. But like the first, it was a help towards saving all of us. I took my way straight for the east coast of the island, for I was determined to go down to the seaside of the spit to avoid all chance of observation from the anchorage. It was already late in the afternoon, though still warm and sunny, and as I continued to thread the tall woods, I could hear from far before me not only the continuous thunder of the surf, but a certain tossing of foliage, grinding of boughs, which showed me the sea breeze set in higher than usual. Soon cool drafts of air began to reach me, and a few steps further I came forth into the open borders of the grove and saw the sea lying blue and sunny to the horizon and the surf tumbling, tossing its foam along the beach. I've never seen the sea quiet around Treasure Island. The sun might blaze overhead, the air be without a breath, the surface smooth and blue, but 
still these great rollers be running along all the external coast, thundering, thundering, day and night, and I scarce believe there is one spot in the island where a man would be out of earshot of their noise. I walked along beside the surf with great enjoyment, till, thinking how it was I'd not got far enough to the south, I took the cover of some thick bushes and crept warily up to the ridge of the spit. Behind me was the sea, in front the anchorage, the sea breeze as though it had the sooner blown itself out by its unusual violence was already at an end. It had been succeeded by light variable airs from the south and southeast carrying great banks of fog and the anchorage under lee of skeleton island lay still and leaden as when we first entered it. The Hispaniola in that unbroken mirror was exactly portrayed from the truck to the waterline. The Jolly Roger hanging from her peak. And we'll cut that off there for today and continue on Monday's show with the rest of this chapter and plow ahead with Treasure Island. All right. Hey, folks, don't forget, please sign up for a free Rumble account. Absolutely free. Doesn't cost you a dime. And hit that follow button right down there. It really does help the show a lot. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much from the bottom of my old wrinkled heart. Love you guys. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Spend it with someone you care about. And I will see you all again on Monday. <laughs> <laughs>